0: Welcome to Dragonfistle Rugby Pod. Um, no Six Nations this week. Boom. Wales are still champions, though. There is Six Nations. Women's Six Nations this week. Women's Six Nations. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Take it back. Mm-hmm. I'm sensitive. Uh, yeah, so this week uh, we'll be talking Lions. We're going to be finally selecting our Lions teams. But uh, I think we spoke a before we came on and it's kind of what we do slash trying to keep in mind what Gatlin would do. Um, and it'd be interesting to see how it's changed from when we last did this, like six months ago or something like whatever it was, a long time ago now. I think it will have changed quite a bit. Some of the people we thought might have been on the cusp of the squad, genuinely aren't. Yeah. Um, and some people might have come in who we didn't even think about. So... That's all to come. Um, I'm obviously joined by Michael. I should have introduced you. How are you, mate?
1: Yeah, very good, mate. Yourself,
0: yeah, not bad. Not bad. Enjoying can't being complain. on. I
1: like, got two months leave now, mate. So, uh, just at home for two months, just as things Grim. are starting to open back up. It's ideal, mate.
0: Yeah, sounds good,
1: mate.
0: <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, nice. Saying that, I can't, I can't complain that I got COVID. I'd, Three weeks off work, then only had to do sort of part-time hours after that, so I've kind of had my moment like that, so it's not too bad. But I was just drinking a lot more in the house because nothing's open. <laughs> so drinking till like half three in the morning at the weekend. So there's only going to have a few. Stephen. Getting old, mate. Anyway, really... yeah. can't it's do it, getting mate.
1: Getting too old to do it, mate.
0: Thing is, though, when I got into bed about quarter past four, after my wife had smashed a banana in my face, mm-hmm. um, I woke up at like half seven, wide awake, I, don't know. I, don't know. I should have just got back on it, to be fair, But awesome. on Monday, I should have got back on it. No, anyway, couldn't we'll move that. on from you talking about my booze and sound like an alky. Um, I'm drinking a nice cup of tea, mate. That's what I'm
1: doing.
0: I've got a bottle of water, mate. Um, old man. We'll crack on with the news. We're going to obviously talk about the news. We'll talk about oh, Europe at the weekend. Not sure I want to talk about it, but we'll have to talk about it. Okay. And then obviously we'll get on to our main event, which is the Lions selection. So, bits of, bits of news just floating around the Welsh game. We'll start off, I suppose we should start off with the Women's Six Nations, to be fair. Not the best of weekends for Wales and Scotland. Um, Unfortunately, uh, you had England beating Scotland 52-10 and then France beating Wales 53-0. So, not the best of weekends. I think, I think this Women's Six Nations is almost a little bit like the Autumn Nations for the men's. They probably haven't had the best of build-ups they'll say that but they probably haven't had the best of build-ups
1: I don't think uh, a lot of them have played for at least a year isn't
0: it I, well I think the ones who were contracted to um, the is it the Allianz Premier 15 which is like the women's sort of professional slash semi professional league Yeah, you'll have some players there but you're right yeah some of them probably wouldn't have played for uh, for a year and it just it just shows that they need they need more support from the rugby union. Um, you can tell the difference. I mean, France and England's players are all semi-professional, yeah, um, and that that just makes such a big difference. I was listening to um, the Scrum Five rugby post uh, today, and they had sort of a a reporter, a female reporter, and she was saying, "Don't it's like, don't judge Wales on that game against France. Judge them playing Ireland this weekend, because it will be more of a." Be more of a contest, the levels are the same, yeah. Um, and obviously, Wales playing Ireland five o'clock on Saturday on BBC Two Wales, which is good actually on TV rather than iPlayer. Um, yeah, and she said like it'd be better to judge sort of Wales and Ireland, it would be more of a competitive game, let's say,
1: yeah.
0: Um, so yeah, disappointing, it just shows how much more support they need. I do think it's coming, um, unfortunately. For, we want the women's game to grow, but monetary-wise, at the moment, all the rugby unions are in shit states, aren't they? So, yeah. Although I know I know Wales got a, a decent payout for winning the Six Nations, so I'd like to see some of that money from the men's game transferred into the women's game. So, wait and see on that. Hopefully, Wales can can change it around a little bit this weekend. I know they made four changes to the team. Um, yeah, come on, Wales, you can do it. Beat the Irish. <laughs> um, uh, just a few bits just around the Welsh game Nick Tompkins has been recalled by Saracens uh, I think it's Saracens have recalled him I think it's because the um, Dragons are out of Europe I think if they stayed in Europe I think he stayed in the squad Listen, it, it hasn't it hasn't been the best of moves it hasn't really worked out to be fair he's probably played more games for the Dragons than we probably you know, when we talked about the signing, we didn't think he was that great of a signing because he didn't play, but he's actually played more. I mean, in the end, I think the last three games or four games, he's been on the bench for him. You know, I just don't think it's... It, I don't, I'm not sure whether the Dragons was probably the best move for him. And I don't I don't think the Wells management have helped by asking him to put uh, weight on. I think he's, he's too small for a 12. And I think that might have took it out of his game a little bit, so... Yeah, hasn't really worked out. Hopefully, he'll find some form back in at Saracens. I'm sure he's probably a lot more happier there. How, how, uh,
1: how long is he still allowed to play for Wales for then? If he's at Saracens,
0: so he signed his contract. He signed a new contract for Saracens before he played for Wales. So, like when I think when Saracens knew he was going to play for Wales, they made him sign like a a long term contract. There's rumours of three or four years, so he can still play for Wales Uh, because he was only alone at the Dragons, so he can still play for Wales during that time now. so He'd have to find some form now to get back in the Wales team. Uh, We've actually found competition in centres, which is something we talked about way back when, uh, a position that we, you know, thought was a bit weak. Um, Other news, Aston Hewitt, unfortunately, hurt his knee at the weekend, which means he's out for the season. Disappointing for him, because I think if there is going to be summer tours or games played over here, which is a rumour, he'd have definitely been in that Wales team. It's really unfortunate. I think he's, he's he's beat the most defenders in the Pro 14 this season. Pro 14, 16, whatever it is. Yeah. He's beat the most defenders this season. So, yeah, disappointed for him. Uh, the Ospreys have raided Cardiff and Scarlets for two uh, Wales Under-20 internationals, upcoming players. We've got Ben Warren, who's a tight head, and uh Ocean Knott from Scart, who's a center, both really good players. I've well, I've seen them play for under 20s anyway. Um the Ospreys seem to be building a very good team along with a very strong nucleus of, of uh young players. Um I'm sure Cardiff and Scart are pretty raging about that because I know they took uh, Jack Morgan as well, so raging about that. Yeah. And uh, a the other bit of a Good news in Welsh rugby is Louis Rees-Sammett winning try of the tournament. Um, I think we both agreed last week it was the, uh, the French one, wasn't it, at Twickenham?
1: That's yeah. the one we fought,
0: yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a public vote though, isn't it? Yeah. You know, so I, think, I think to the naked eye, probably rugby fans, real rugby fans will appreciate the French one and other people will see Louis Rees-Sammett as a bit flashier. I don't you know. The, but yeah, it, either way, listen, it was a good try. Yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, so congratulations to it's actually Lewis, isn't it? Did you is it, is it, have his interview on is it the rugby pod? Yeah. Or someone else and he said his his name's actually Lewis, isn't it? So he's he's still gonna be Louis Reese though. So uh that's about it for me.
1: Uh, right, yeah, so what have I got? So um first one I suppose is congratulations to Hamish Watson uh, for getting play of tournament. Obviously Scott's have flooded the votes. I think the email probably, work, not it? I actually, yeah, they got but I also think it's um, to do with I think because there was no English players in the running. I think a lot of them would have voted for someone like Hamish Watson. Um, I think I, I that's, that's why I think as well. Like they would have, they'd have voted for him. But we'll see. He, I mean, I think it was well deserved. He had a he had a great tournament. I know all the players that were up for the nominee. They're uh, for the award. Had good tournaments. I do think he just just about edged it. Um, what else have I got? I oh, just lost me. Uh, my page. Um, so there's rumours about uh, Eddie Jones has been tapping up Ewan Ashman from um, from Sale. So he's a young hooker who's actually trained with the Scotland squad a few times and been called into the squad but not played. I think he played um under twenties uh, for Scotland as well. I think he's actually born in Canada but Scots qualified. Um, and yeah, and the rumours he's uh, he's trying to get see where, where his allegiances lie. So I'm hoping they stay with Scotland, but um, it's quite weird to see Eddie Jones sniff around some of the Scotland players. Although he was um, rumoured years and years ago to be interested in Duncan Taylor, but didn't realise he was Scottish. Um, got quite annoyed that he'd actually um, gone and play for Scotland when he could have played for England.
0: So it, it's it's an interesting... I've seen on Twitter, it's interesting that they, they're going after him. I mean, they've obviously got two by the by the form two really good hookers aren't they senior hookers in Cowan Dickey and Jamie George because of them two players Eddie Jones there's there's only one other hooker he's only used three other hookers and out of them three only one's had a start and he's never played again and the other one when he came on was in the background yeah I mean so he obviously doesn't trust them. (laughs) yeah or he's just trying. To, or he's just trying to get Scotland or Wales back after we've kind of
1: took some of
0: those. post a few players. Like got yeah, <laughs> yeah. She Johnny Williams. No, listen, I'm not saying they were play for England, but they were in England camps, weren't they? Yeah. At the end of the day, so they were. She play for
1: England.
0: Uh, Johnny Williams did. She never got on the pitch. Yeah. yeah. Barbarians, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. 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 So
1: yeah, so that's uh, so that's interesting seeing Eddie Jones uh sniffing after some of the uh, one of the Scotland players. I wouldn't wouldn't have thought to see that. Oh, my blooming phones froze, there we go. Um and then you spoke about the uh, the Scotland um losing fifty two ten to England and uh, the women's six nations. Um, you know, they I think mean, the first half was a bit one way traffic, on the second half I thought they you know they did all right, especially when they got reduced to fourteen um fourteen ladies as well um but i as you said they've, they've not played much they've only got nine Scottish women on professional contracts um you know it needs massive if they're gonna compete on an international stage you know then they yeah. they're gonna need funding from the s r u and um although they're trying to put things out on Twitter a little bit more and the social media stuff you know, I think one of the other podcasts said like it was, well, it was on BBC iPlayer this week and on BBC or whatever, BBC Scotland, they had like a double Bill of Poirot or something stupid like oh, that. Oh,
0: yeah, I've seen that. It's ridiculous. Something
1: stupid like yeah. that, which is like, if that's the case, then, you know, the SRU and, and BBC Scotland need to have a look at themselves. But, you know... Um,
0: yeah, it's insulting, isn't it? Yeah,
1: <laughs> It's
0: insulting. Yeah. The same with the World game, you know what I mean? I, I can only imagine what was on BBC Wales 2 on Saturday when that game was on. I can imagine it was like Homes under the hammer or something yeah probably it's like, it's
1: a, Dion, Dublin it's yeah. <laughs> Dion
0: Dublin kicking about Dion Dublin kicking about he the does past. one of them
1: what does he do he does <laughs> he does, does he the hammer? or Or no, he does cash in the attic or something like that doesn't he <laughs> <laughs> I have to google it now he does one of them you've got to see <laughs>
0: I don't watch a lot if of daytime you, TV. If, to be if fair, you click I
1: mean. on if you click on Dion Dublin now on Wikipedia it says Dion Dublin Dublin's an English television presenter. That's it what it says first. <laughs> I think it's um think it cash in the or poor,
0: poor guy played for England. And, uh,
1: did he play for England? Oh you got four caps yeah. after football. <laughs> Homes under the hammer he does, there you go. Oh,
0: oh. get on Dion. Dion <laughs> will get you a housemate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh,
1: that's day. it for me for news,
0: though, mate. Well, uh, oh, I was a blinder at the end. <laughs> Breaking news: Dylan Dublin does Homes Under the Hammer. He's
1: done it for years.
0: Oh my god! Hey.
1: You're never into watch daytime TV, are
0: you? No, and to be fair, he must be awful on Match of the Day. <laughs> if you got relegated to Homes Under the Hammer, he doesn't even do Match of the Day too, which no one watches. <laughs> wow! It's promotion? It could have been. Hey, hey listen, he might have got you know Joe. I, I won't listen to you, Lineker, anymore. <laughs> I'll, I'll get my own show. That's incredible! That well, wow. yeah. jobs for the boys. That yeah. right. Okay. <laughs> so after that uh, revelation, um, we'll move on. Unfortunately, too, uh, I don't want to dwell too much on this because it's still probably one of the most frustrating weekends of rugby I've ever had. I'm a Blues fan, but I also support all the other regions and it just blew my mind this weekend. So we'll start on Friday. London Irish beating Cardiff 41-35. Just Blues trying to control the game. Can't believe it. Couldn't believe it. Someone made a really good point towards the end of the game when Jared Evans has the drop goal. Fair deuce, Put Cardiff back in, in... in charge of the game, uh, sorry, winning the game. So you think that's a really good point. And then I was listening to someone else and they said, well, if you look at it, Cardiff had penalty advantage. So even if you just drop the ball, by the time everyone gets sorted with penalty advantage, you could have took a kick for goal. You can take, there's two minutes left where he, he had to drop goal. You get a minute to kick the goal. So after all the, like, stop and play and stuff, take the kick for goal and then they kick off. You'd only have like 20 seconds left where you can just hold on to the ball.
1: It's all hindsight that though, mate. Of course,
0: Of course it is. Of course it is. And like, oh, we're not there on the pitch, but yeah, no, listen, with um, London Irish being down to 14 men for half an hour of the game. Um, and I think at one point they were down to 13 men as well um yeah really poor from the blues although i will say seb davis take about
1: it's class that isn't it
0: seb davis take about someone put on twitter if that was brodie retallic the whole rugby world would be going mental about how amazing yeah. brodie retallic is unbelievable i will say and i said this i think i text you as well actually josh adams needs to take a bit of credit to control the ball the way he did I know you expect an international winger to do it, but you seen it, you seen with Louis didn't you, when he booted it against England and just went all yeah. over the place.
1: Just the Top example, sheer, song. Amount of, sheer amount of ground he made up as well.
0: Yeah, just I mean, yeah, just an unbelievable try, isn't it? But I mean, it means nothing really, does it? It means absolutely yeah, jack. True. So yeah, blues were knocked out. I was devastated. I thought at one point, listen, it'd be great. Quarter final. Oh, I still can't get over it. Um, and then you had Montpellier versus Glasgow, which is a more competitive game. I a few, a few, I, I, a few I, calls. Yeah, I mean, I thought... Go on, mate, sorry. I, no, no, I thought no, it was a good game. I thought it was really it was competitive. I'm just saying, you know, and I think a few calls here or there, you know, there's talk about French directors and all this. Um, you know, I thought Glasgow did really well. Um, to be honest, they had a few of their internationals back in. Um, Hugh looked good. Full back again until he had to go, he went yeah, off injured, injured, didn't he?
1: Yeah.
0: and then oh my, oh my, Ione, he's just a walking card now isn't he? Oh, yeah, I think
1: he's got a five game ban, yeah. <sighs> mm. But yeah, just, point, just silly, very, very silly. Like, I, before we go to the game, I thought the Nick Grig one is like, I don't, I don't know what he's supposed to do. He's put his arms up to go and tackle the guy, and the guy's passed it as he's gone to tackle him. i the only way you to counter that would be to do a no arms tackle, and like it, I don't get what he's supposed to. Do. I mean, it didn't matter at that point. I think the game was game was done, but like they gave it as a deliberate knock on. He's not even looking at the ball. He's gone to tackle the man. It's, it winds me up that decision. I mean, needs looking at better. But the overall game, I thought Glasgow were well in the game. Um, like took around Montpellier looked de- very very dangerous at times, and you know at times I thought they were maybe out a bit more. Um, like they were a bit uh, more physical than Glasgow and things like that, but Glasgow stayed in the game. You know where uh, Hastings and Thompson nailed their penalties and and kept the scoreboard ticking over, but it was just mistakes. It was errors. I mean, it was um, you know although they had the, the Scotland players back, you know I think they needed two or three games back before they actually gel a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a shame for them. I think like for like Glasgow and Edinburgh for the players that obviously did well in the six nations, I think if you want to start putting your hands up for um for uh, for the Lions uh for a lion shirt as well you you could do with going deep into the um into the european um
0: yeah, championship,
1: um competition because you know the more meaningful matches and you and you're showing yourself in a better light and the fact that well Glasgow did make a good fist of it Montpellier out a bad team um you know
0: they did spent... score a worldie as well, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah. There was, was that 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 try they scored where it was going through the hands and stuff. Was, yeah. was, was and I I think and to be honest, that was probably the different the difference in it. I think some of the class that they shown through their French internationals, like Rattes and um, Boutier at fullback. Yeah, he's a good player. Um, I think that was I, that was just the difference, and you know. Once we go through these, I will talk about the weekend as a whole. But, yeah, I know Glasgow did really well, to be fair. I mean, a lot of these games I'm talking about are close games. You know, it's just that Wales teams didn't manage them well. So, um, moving on to Saturday, first game on was Ospreys versus Newcastle. Uh, Newcastle winning 28-24. I got a bit, I mean, Ospreys went 14 nil up and they looked, they looked brilliant, to be fair. You know, Tip Rick was class. Alwyn Jones was class. You had the players back. And then just before half-time, they got two yellow cards. One quite harsh, to be honest. The other one uh, wasn't. And then Newcastle just got back into the game. I think they scored 21 unanswered points when they were down to 13 men. And the Ospreys just couldn't bring it back. So, you know, just poor again, really, as a report. Um, I texted you, didn't I? You "Oh, you can tell the difference with the internationals. Then. And in some respects, you can tell the difference. Um but two of those internationals, Adam Beard and Tipper, it gets in, bin, so what do I know? Um, after that game, it was a very entertaining game and another game which the Dragons will feel that slipped through their fingers with Northampton in forty-three thirty-nine. 43-39. The one thing I will say about all these games, loads of dead good rugby played. Yeah. <laughs> loads of dead good rugby played. But the Dragons, they were up by 15 points. And I think Northampton were down to 13 men and scored a try. The Dragons. I tell you what happened with the Dragons is physically now. I think because they've got you know the Moriartys, the Keddie's, the Wainwrights, the D's and stuff back in their squad. Physically, the matching teams. It just seems that they blow the load with about fifteen minutes to go. Same we were talking about. Yeah, you know, was it the Glasgow game or the Edinburgh, Edinburgh, Edinburgh game? Wasn't yeah. it the yeah. other week that first half? Me and you were like, either the Dragons might put an hefty, an hefty thing, and they just seem to lose it. So. I don't know if that's the next stage for them. They'd be really disappointed, 15 points off. You know, Northampton had a, a good team out, but it wasn't necessarily full noise. Um, they will be really disappointed in that. And then Sunday's games, I don't know, if, do you want to talk about Sunday's games?
1: Not really, Uh, uh honest. I, I think, like, just, I think Jim Hamilton said it, said one thing that it proved in the game against Racing is that Hamish Watson is absolute class.
0: Yeah, brilliant! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, Richie but, had a really good game.
1: Yeah, Richie was good as well. I thought, like first, like ten, temp- I didn't see much of the game. In fairness. I was out on a on a family day out, and um, but the bits I've mm. seen, like it looked like you know first fifteen minutes or so, you know Edinburgh were in it, and then yeah. you know as soon as um as uh, Racing, like got got themselves going and out, then they were just you know fit- I was disappointed that they got out muscled. Because they did in the forwards, you know, uh, and, you know, Scott, uh, Edinburgh had a lot of their internationals back and things like that. So, you'd like to think that wouldn't have happened. And then, like, once you get, like, Teddy Thomas and people are, you know, going in the backs and that, you know, their backs are unbelievable. And that was about Finn Russell as well. Um, I mean, Edinburgh, yeah, they need to have a have a good look themselves. That's a that's an absolute pumping. Um, I just, for me, it's the centres. Is the is from, I think, the back. So you look at all right, Blair King on played 10. He probably shouldn't have. They probably should, Jackal should have probably started it at 10. But if you look at their actual, like, they've got Duhan on one wing, Darcy on the other, Blair King or Damien Hoyland at four. But you know, that's that's pretty exciting. Just the the center, I mean, Mark Bennett was on the bench, I'd have started him. Um, and you know, uh, I just think the centers at the moment aren't aren't good enough. I've said that for ages that the the centers for me don't do enough. Um, they've got a good pack, although like obviously Sugar's racing, you know, and um, yeah, I think obviously it's back to the drawing board for for Cocker's, uh, and obviously they've got the Rainbow Cup to look at now and see how they do. But I think it's more rebuilding now for next season.
0: Yeah, so I watched the game. The first 15 minutes, it was really, really good, and I was thinking, do you know what, they're having it here, and they're at it, and you could, I, and same again, you could tell the difference with having you know they're international back of the team but I mean once Racing got on a roll I think they scored just before half time as well and just second half they did like kind of roll over and have their tummies tickled um, you know Hamish Watson was, was class Um so was Richie but I'd say like in the first half you noticed them in the second half not their fault but I just think they were oh that overwhelmed
1: God,
0: yeah. yeah they were that overwhelmed that you know as great as an influence as they could have, it was it, it was never gonna be enough. And it was just and you're talking about levels here, you're talking about Rassin, You know, the the guy I never heard about the ten who was who played for him and he was class. Yeah. He was class and everyone's you know they're raving about him, you know, Vaca Towers and and all that. Kurtley Beale, Zebo on the bench coming on early. Um they just they got that some young kid, nineteen-year-old French guy, uh, Jordan Joseph, he's basically blatantly going to be fighting Aldridge for a starting place in the at, at eighth. It was unbelievable. Um, but there's levels. I'm going to talk something about budget in the second, but there's levels to it, you know. I, yeah. I still think I still think they did, you know, with their internationals roll over and get their tummy tickled. I do think they probably could have done better, but I think Rassin would just got on a roll. I had one of them days where probably everything came off for him. Yeah. And that will lead nicely into the Scarlet To I think I tipped a beat sale Um how bad was I on 57-14 yeah. in the end. And there no excuse man. I think they had eight or nine internationals back in the team. Um, I don't necessarily think that's, that's a good thing. You are trying to integrate a lot of players. You haven't probably been around the squad for month and a half two months still no excuse they're all experienced players I just think Sale just outmuscle them absolutely destroyed them up front um, and I think the other thing to take into consideration and I think Alex Anderson said it goes you, know, you just had one of them days Sale just had one of them days I don't think they'd probably have a game like that again for years to come where everything just seems to um just seems to happen for him. So, really disappointed. I mean, to start Jonathan Davis on the bench, I don't know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, I don't know, but, you know, he's an absolute you know, quality player. You know, played actually really well at 12 against the NF France. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Obviously, Jay Ball's a lucky boy, probably. Yeah. You know, although, listening to FAF's, interview I don't think he think he hit him on the head either I don't know whether he's just trying to be a bit um,
1: diplomatic
0: Diplomatic about it that's the word so I don't know but he didn't seem convinced I don't know it looks bad I said to my mate when well, he's a sale fan I said listen looking at that it's red at the same time I'd like to see another angle of it to me it's red and the fact yeah. that he hasn't got away with it I mean I, the fact that they didn't even look at the, the TMO and all that didn't Go back on it. it's Just, especially when we're trying to, you know, protect players, and a lot of red cards and stuff that have happened during the Six Nations are all about protecting players. Yeah, you're a very lucky boy. But yeah, the Scarlets have a lot to, you know, have a lot to look at themselves. You know, that that was a strong team that they had out the weekend, um, and it was really disappointing. I, I do. Oh my. I don't want to say I'm I'm defending them, but it was a bit like you were saying about Edinburgh and stuff like that. trying to integrate some of these players back into the pitch. I said earlier, didn't I, about the scarlets were calling some of the scarlets were calling Welsh calls and instead of scarlets ones. That sounds daft. The professionals they should know better, but then they have been with Wales. I mean, I think I spoke to you at the weekend know, about Lee Halfpenny. Um, he hasn't played since the second week of the Six Nations. Yeah because of HIA and non-selection. So he wouldn't have played, you know, for two months. And you could see that on Saturday. He was, he was really bad. He wasn't the only one. So, you know, um, but yeah. Or I just wrote that off. Or I don't know what to say. I mean, <laughs> really, disappointing, really disappointing for the Welsh regions. To caveat that, though, I, I do think if you look at it, Take away the the Rassin and the Sale games, all really competitive games. Yeah, it's disappointing they didn't manage the games better, especially the Welsh teams uh, towards the end. But you know, it's not like not like all of them with the Sale game or the Rassin game. They didn't they just got blown out and all got embarrassed. They didn't. Yeah, I think probably the expectation was there because the internationals were back. But I was listening to, I was talking about the Scarlet's chairman and he was talking about budgets today. And this might shock. I don't think it'll shock you about Leinster. So Leinster's budget is around 13 to 14 million. And that's that's for their playing staff, coaching staff, yeah? Yeah. Treviso, so we're talking about Treviso, yeah? Their yeah. budget is 10 million. Right? That's for players and coaches. And the Scarlet, obviously he was talking about himself, is 8 million. So it's less than Treviso's. 5 million of that budget, right, goes to their Welsh internationals. So they have 3 million to build a squad around, obviously, when the internationals are away. Leinster can invest 5 million more you know, if if say I don't know Edinburgh and Glasgow, but say Edinburgh and Glasgow are eight million as well. What do you think Edinburgh and Glasgow could do with five million extra?
1: Oh yeah, uh, potentially keep players, up. Players, I mean, they keep on, Russell, Johnny Gray, Matt Scott, obviously. Um, <laughs> but mate, he's playing well for Leicester.
0: They could, you know, you can get higher quality, um, non-qualified, non-Scottish qualified or Welsh qualified players. Yeah. So there's things to talk about. I you know, if you compared the Scarlets who got the highest the highest uh like bill, so eight million. They've got the most in well. So obviously Cardiff, Ospreys and Dragons are a lot less. I don't think you could compare it to Sales, who had what was it, six South Africans in the pack. Yeah. Are they, I think the one thing so uh, uh, Scarlets will be happy about was uh Wilgriff John was class. And he's going to sign for the Scarlet that's Um, you know, they've got the best one of one of the best scrum halves in the world. One of the best second rows in the world than Luke although he didn't play. Um, so yeah, I think I think yeah, you have to take it in context. You know, I can imagine Rassen's budget compared to Edinburgh. Uh, I reckon Rassen's budget's probably bigger than Leinster's. I think he was saying something about Toulon is twenty-three million.
1: Mental isn't it? You
0: know, I'm um, and the scarlets beat them in the in the group stage, or sorry, or sorry, have competed with them in the group stage. Twenty three twenty three million budget compared to eight million. It's just, you know, listen, it was it was really really poor weekend of rugby. Because it was frustrating, but it is what it is. It's done now. Let's get on with the 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 good stuff. The big and, yeah, me and you. Michael Gatland, Sean Gatland here, we're on. So, I think what we'll do is, um, so I think what we'll do is, you say your Lucy's, I'll say mine, then I'll go hookers, then you go tight head, yeah?
1: Yeah. And yeah. We'll,
0: we'll alternate and who goes first. So, obviously, we have this done the this squad. before. This is the squad. This is yeah. what we need to put on the plane to South Africa. Now, we obviously did this, it does seem like a long time it was probably about six months ago wasn't it uh, it
1: was June uh, yeah. it was my birthday
0: June 24th 2020 like, so like almost ten months ago then um, that's mental isn't it yeah. Um, and we did that based off a, 40 man, a 41 man squad that yeah. was picked for New Zealand wasn't it so it's been said that this is 36 so 36 has made it so much harder yeah. In the sense that there's there's actually quite a lot of positions. I don't think Gatland or most Lions coaches have ever picked the have able, sorry have been able to pick such a strong squad of people in their prime. You know, Clive Woodward picked a load of World Cup winners, but they were past the best. Yeah. You know, some of them. I mean, some of these are a little bit old in the tooth as well. But I think you know, competition for some places. You know. We're obviously we'll we'll discuss this during it, but there's some some positions that are well up for negoti uh, well up for um negotiation, uh, well up for discussion because people haven't really grabbed the jerseys. So we'll get started. Don't want to bore you anymore. So uh do you want to go for, well, I'll let you go first with your Lucys so right, number so, one.
1: We're so we're three loose heads. So we're just doing the squad at the moment, aren't we? Yeah, just doing the squad. Yeah. So I've gone Sutherland Win jones and Mako Vanapolo okay so I've got like Sutherland and Win jones have gone in on their scrummaging uh, and Mako will be like the guy that, so w- either Win jones or Sutherland starts kind of thing and then Mako would be the guy that came off the bench when the game's a bit more open last 20 because I, I don't think he's a good enough scrummager to start but I think he's he's the most dangerous in the loose Um, so yeah them three
0: all right, so I've gone Sutherland, Win Jones. I've actually gone for Kane Healy. I
1: had him originally, but only
0: really... be- yeah, only because I think South African scrummaging is is probably the most ruthless in the world. Um, I think Sutherland gets in there on form, Win Jones. I think it's come from nowhere. He was nowhere near our selection. Um, when we discussed I had Gen- it I had last year, uh, yeah, and um, no chance this this that No chance. If he gets picked, that would be shot. Do
1: you know who I think might have an outside chance if he wants? Uh, Joe Marler is Joe Marler because yeah. of his scrummaging. Thought, if he wants to travel, I think he might go. But obviously, my, my, he has a lot of stuff. He, he misses his family when he's away. With the whole how COVID's yeah. been and things like that I'm not sure he'll go.
0: Yeah, and my whole thing with Healy over Mako, I and mean, to be fair, it's probably a bit harsh because I thought Mako was out of some of the Saracens players, he was wasn't that bad. But that Ireland game, he got absolutely mulled. And yeah, in fairly, I think is the best tighthead in the world. So I just gone for I've just gone for scrummage and strength. Um, yeah, I've I've gone for someone, so I've gone for two guys that
1: can scrum. And then the guy that
0: can maybe make an impact off the bench. See, I think that, that guy could be Wynn Jones, because he he's he's surprisingly quite a good carrier. Um I know he's not he's I know he's not the same as Mina but I think he's been stronger stronger scrummaging. Genge was never on it, and there's there's a couple of reasons for Genj. Um he's a melt. One cause... one is a melt, and I think he's a liability. Gatlin will hate that. Two Alexander Fagerson had him in that many bad positions. They started taking the mick out of him on the pitch.
1: Really?
0: Absolutely so. Healy and Budapolo, I understand it. The, the only thing I'll say is Healy's going to play potentially if they beat Leinster. He's going to play late into, sorry, Exeter. They're going to play late into Europe and Healy's going to be playing against um, South African teams in the Rainbow Cup and South, those South African teams are going to come in full noise because they'll need it. <laughs> Yeah. Whereas Mako is gonna scrummage against Doncaster this weekend. Mm. Although although Cyrus and Scrum has been absolutely destroyed, hasn't it? <laughs> in recent times. So yeah, interesting. Uh right, uh Hookers. So I'll go first. I thought this one was quite simple. I've gone Kenneth, yeah. Cowan Dickey, and Jamie George.
1: Yeah,
0: same. uh only because I think Owens and Cowan Dickey should be in there. I th- Ken Owens was unbelievable during the Six Nations. Plus, you're getting leadership with him. Calvin Dickey, I thought, should have been starting for England for a long time. And I, you know, I thought he, I thought sometimes when they took him off, it was too early. I think they just wanted to get Jamie George on the pitch. The third position gone to Jamie George, more so from.
1: He's got credit uh, in the bank.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think he's a player that Gatlin likes, and I also don't think. I thought, you know, Rob Heron was okay. Ronan O'Kellar was okay. Ronan Kelleher was okay. George Turner, unfortunately, I think the Irish game hurt him. Um, and then I think Fraser Brown and, and McAnally would have to do a lot.
1: They'd have to do a don't... lot in the, uh, in the Rainbow They'd Cup, to...
0: wouldn't they? I think for the Pro 14 team, that's actually a really good opportunity because they're playing against a lot of the players they'll be going to come up against. Yeah. Um so I'm not I'm not ruling out and there will be injuries, but I think those three I've got are the same three, yeah. Strongest. Um tight heads.
1: So I've gone Tyke Furlong, Xander Fagerson and Kyle Sinclair
0: Okay, so I've gone the same. I almost left out Faguson. For Francis. Thought, no, 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 no. Francis, Francis was really, really good in the Six Nations. Um, no, I actually almost threw in, took out Healy and put in Andrew Porter.
1: Yeah, I've seen his name in a few of the squads.
0: Well, Andrew Porter plays, but he's, he is... And this is amazing, he plays that well internationally. He's a loose-head playing tight head. Yeah. They converted him because Leinster was short. And just because I think my squad's all about getting players into a versatile because there's only 36. Um, yeah. So my my thought was if I had, you know, Furlong and Sinclair as your guaranteed test players and you had like a, a porter who can cover loose and, uh, and that, that was my, that was my idea to try and get another back rowing. Um, but I've eventually gone, I mean, if I'm picking Healy because of his scrummaging ability, you I think you've got to take your best, your best props against um, South Africa. So I eventually yeah uh, end up going for uh, Ferguson as well. So if fairness, we've what, only got on, mate. Sorry, we've only disagreed on one player so far.
1: Well with with what you said about the the like the uh, the, the guy that plays loose and tight. So Ollie, Ollie Kebble does that as well. So he was in my thoughts. I don't think he he started enough for Scotland or anything like that. But with him being like South African, going over to South Africa it was like one of them, he he would maybe be that kind of person that you're like, well, he's from South Africa, you know, he's not going to get homesick and things like, he's probably got family there, you know, he's played out there before and things are and he can do tight head and loose head, but yeah, yeah, I, I'm like, like you, I went with, I thought you'd have gone with Thomas Francis, but because he's going to go probably, well, if they beat Leinster anyway, he's probably going to go quite far in Europe and certainly play in the Premiership semi-finals and probably finals. Yeah, but he doesn't really. He
0: doesn't start for Exeter that much, does he? No, no. And, and to be honest, I thought like as a, as a whole, Wales is biased. But I thought whole Wales is um, front row did really well. If you look yeah. at some of his some of his stats, I think I said it last week. It's Thomas Francis, rough, there was only three back rows in front of him that hit like that. the back that work rate for a tight unbelievable, yeah. uh, and I think. I mean he's he's so important to Wales because he is. I do think he's a top level tie head. I think those three are just a little bit better than him at the moment, you know. And yeah. that's fair enough. Okay, so second row. You go. Yeah, I've gone. Alowyn Jones, and I'm gonna say right now, uh he's my captain. Tour captain. Uh Mara Toji, James Ryan, Ian Henderson and Tag Byrne.
1: Yeah, exactly the same. Really, yeah. yeah, I'm
0: shocked. I thought I,
1: I had Johnny Gray in, yeah, and I had Burn down as a back row, but then I put Burn in the second row, even though he covers both to get took, another. Took Johnny Gray out to put someone else in the back row.
0: Yeah. So my thinking is, and it's it's not against Johnny Gray. I think it's another competitive position.
1: On, massively. yeah.
0: I think my my thinking is one. I thought Alan Alan Jones played well enough in the Six Nations to go. And I, my opinion is, if you look through the squad I've picked and and probably you've picked, he's probably a prime candidate for captain. Atoji goes, takes his penalties out. He He's still, you know, he's embarrassed some of them Saracens players with the way he plays. Um, James Ryan, I think, he's, he's class. Um, yeah. And Henderson and Byrne are there basically because they can play back row as well. Um, and Henderson was really good towards the end of the tournament. I think he took yeah. over from James Ryan really, really well, really physical. Right. So he's
1: a really good player as well. Captains, yeah, and, you know, also the captain as well.
0: I think so. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I really wanted Johnny Gray in, and I think if if it was a forty man one squad, he'd be in there because Tyburn would be going as a, a back rower. Yeah, and it's I think so- because we restricted restricted in that way.
1: So, I think this weekend is a massive game for Johnny Gray. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. Playing, obviously, at uh, versus Leinster. Um, if he goes there and plays, you know, as a worldie, puts them into the semi-finals of Europe, then I, and he's he's got a foot on the plane again. But, yeah. you know, like, I know George Turner didn't throw well against um, Ireland, but, you know, Cummings and Gray just got dominated and then, you know, George Turner played against France, and Grant Gilchrist just seemed to get right. the line-out functioning. Yeah. And, and you know he is probably a, a, you know that's probably the best bit about Grant Gilchrist is is, is how good he is in the lineout. You know, whereas Johnny Gray is more about you know his work rate, defensive you know, ability, and even his carrying's a bit better now than it was. Whereas Cummins is just an absolute engine and gets all around the park. You know, so you, I can see that lineout's not their strongest bit of the game.
0: Yeah, and with Johnny Gray, I mean, to be fair, in that game, Cummins and Johnny Gray were were, were sort of dominated. I, I, I preface that because I think Johnny Gray ended up staying on the pitch longer than he probably should have done. He had a shoulder injury, didn't he?
1: Yeah.
0: I don't think that. And whether he should have gone off earlier, I don't know. Uh, but you could tell it was it was restricting him. But, uh, I mean, if you look at that game, you had... James Ryan did play in that game, didn't he? Pretty sure, did he? I think he, he played I that didn't. one, yeah. And uh Henderson played as well. Oh, no, no, H-
1: Henderson definitely played. Uh, uh, they just stuck him at the front of the lineout and time, every time, tight boom's every a back time back Turner, Turner threw the ball, he had to get it over Henderson.
0: Yeah. So yeah, tight calls, tight calls, but um, amazing. This amazing. I don't think I don't think we'll agree on this one. Um But no, so I reckon, you're I six. you'll
1: have, you'll have three Welsh people in
0: it. You're six. Um, we'll see you
1: want to go yeah. it's me yeah. It? yeah so back row so I've got uh, Jamie Ritchie Hamish Watson uh, Curry Faletel Tipperick Sam Simmons
0: oh interesting so I've got I've got three of them only three four so I've gone so we've gone Watson Curry Falatel. and sorry, I've got four of them. And Simmons, yeah, yeah. Do so I pick Sam Simmons because Sam Simmons covers other place in the back row? Um, who are the other two? Tipperick and Richie. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, I haven't picked Tipperick.
1: Wow,
0: I've picked Richie.
1: Have you? so we've got five. The same. So.
0: Uh, f- sorry five the same well, I was 50-50s I was 50-50s on some of them and my last one because of pure Fander. Um no because he covers three positions whether you want to say he does or not is Josh Navidi yeah. I do think
1: and, he does I just don't think he, I, my argument with him is I don't think he's big enough to be eight against South Africa but against other teams he would
0: is Simmons big enough to play eight for, against South Africa?
1: He plays eight every single week.
0: He does, but I, I, just, I, I still think he can. Still think he can. The only way I, I, I mean, I had Tipperick ahead of Ritchie. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: I did have all three Welsh back rows in. I do think yeah. they deserve to be there. Because there's only six of them, though, it's really tough. Yeah. Even out Tipperick, just it would probably blow everyone's mind I love Tipperick I like Naveedi's physicality but I think Tipperick's I, I think Tipperick gets a bad rap on that really definitely. I think he's he doesn't miss tackle so obviously he can be physical Carney, um, yeah. Watson and Curry I think they're a given Falata was a given that was easy to pick um, I picked Sam Simmons um, I, I said last week Vinopolo would would be in my team
1: so I I don't think Gatland will pick Simmons, I think he'll pick CJ Stander.
0: Maybe. I so I think there's a few players who are playing not playing international rugby that Gatland would would consider. I don't think he'd rule them out. Yeah. Um I considered Stander because Stander covers six and because I was looking I was looking at the back rows. They, they, they
1: all they all do. Everyone you've picked covers different positions. Richie can play six, seven, and second row. Hamish Watson can play 6 7 and 8. He played 8 against France for the yeah. last 20 minutes. Curry can play 6 7 8. Falatao can play 6 and 8. Tipperick can do 6 and 7 and if needs be he could go in the center. And Sam Simmons <laughs> can do 6 and 8. So yeah. BD can do 6 7 and 8. So they're all versatile.
0: Yeah, that, my point was is I wanted but I wanted a number 8 in. So I know you were saying about obviously I think Navidi can fill in number eight perfectly at international level. I do think he's better on the flank. Um, but what I wanted is you're you, you always going to pick, you know, two players, you know, pl- four players you could play either side of the scrum. And then you wanted a number eight, eight. And that's why I was considering Stander because he plays six, but he predominantly plays number eight as well, doesn't he? Yeah. I, would think, I just think Stander, Irish fans will completely hate before. I just think he's a bit overrated to be fair. <laughs> I agree. I, I went
1: I, Simmons. I went Simmons as well. I agree. With I, you. I
0: think I think he's a good international player. Don't get me wrong, but all this, my thing with Stander and it frustrates Alamees. So They're like he carried fifty times for four meters. Yeah. it's for like ten I, meters.
1: I I would have Navidi over um, Stander as well. It's not that mm. I just think he, Gatlin will like him.
0: I'm, yeah Gatland loves him I, and I think I think with Navidi Gatland knew he made a mistake by not picking him earlier for Wales, and I think he lo- he likes i I think you can tell the difference in the Welsh back row when Navidi's there I, I mean if you look at the Scotland game to compare to the other ones, if you look at you know the other games Navidi Tiprick Falatau compared to Falatau, Tipperick and Wainwright. You know, it's chalk and cheese. The, the problem with this position, the problem with this position is I think we've already named a few players that, you know, I've I've, I've left out Justin Tipperick. Don Brandt.
1: Don Brandt's not even, you know, we
0: are not even mentioned him yet. Jack Conan was class.
1: Ben Earl. Caleb Doris, yeah.
0: Ben Earl. You know, Sam Underhill. Yes,
1: yeah, Sam Underhill.
0: You know, um, I think some of these players, because they haven't played, you know, out of sight, out of mind, that Will Connors, Will Connors for Ireland. Class. Um Zach Mercer. Yeah. I mean Zach Mercer, I think, would be a bit of a but he's oh, playing wow. well for Bath. Oh, he's class. Um, so, class. Yeah, so in fairness, we've actually picked the same back row. Oh no, we oh, haven't no. except for Navidi. Navidi. Navidi.
1: I picked Tipperick and you picked Navidi. Who'd yeah. have
0: it? Mm. Weird, weird, weird. And listen, those are interchangeable. Easy. Yeah. It would bother me anyway. Right. Scum off. I think this is the interest, most interest, well, second interest after back row. Because no one put the name really consistently. And I think, to be fair, I think same with Fly Half, actually, over the whole Six Nations, no one really was great. Amazing. Yeah, no one liked
1: every single game. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so I've picked this more sort of. I picked this more just for my reference, really. I, I know we said we would pick slash Gatlin slash um. Slash us. So I'll go with my first one because I do think he's class. I stand by it. Thomas Williams. Um I have picked Ali Price because I am on crack. Mm-hmm. Um but I think he was decent. And then the third choice. <sighs> So I add Murray in because I think Gatlin likes Murray. I think he likes his control. But I do think... I think rugby now is all about... is turning into a game with tempo, more tempo. We're going into an age of more rugby being played and I think sometimes it's a bit slow. So I've cancelled Murray and I've gone. I don't think it'll happen, but I've gone with Cooney. <laughs>
1: All right, so I've gone uh, Williams and Ali Price. Ooh. so I thought about the six because obviously I got annoyed with Ali Price oh, in the Ireland game. Uh, but then I've looked at the, the Six Nations whole, and I'm like, he's played every game. He came on against Italy, did well when he came on, but he started every other game. And he got he did get charged down a few times. That's something he's got to look at. But then. Who didn't Maru Otoji charge down? Probably almost everyone, anyway. Uh, and I do think he's like, game management's got r- loads better. So, i have put him in. You're cracky, I've gone uh I've gone Murray. Um, I disagree with you. I agree with you what you're saying about rugby. I just don't think that's how Warren Gatland sees it. And yeah. I think he'll start Connor Murray. So, I don't think Ali Price will be starting or even on the bench, I think it will be Murray and Thomas Williams. Um, and I think you could, like, I could have took Price out and had two of the Welsh ones, I think. Maybe. yeah, but yeah. I think I... Maybe. But I've gone, I think Murray will be starting and I think Murray will kick the leather off the ball. I also think out of the three of them, Murray's probably the best defensively. He's the biggest out of the three. I think he's probably the best defensively and he can kick and he can play 10 if he needs to.
0: So, I played with Price and Gareth Davis, and not because Gareth Davis had played a great tournament. And this is where I think fly off and scrum off are the same. There was no one really. Ben Youngs was never in it for me. I know people argue. But I think he did Ben a Youngs right. could.
1: I think Gatlin could pick. Gatlin picked him four years ago. Yeah, obviously, he couldn't go because he had family issues, which,
0: you know. And he and enough. he picked him in Australia as well.
1: Yeah,
0: but I think I, I the way I look at it, at Ben Youngs. Is Ben Youngs looks brilliant when England's forwards, which they do a lot, dominate. And I don't know most what well, everyone will say a scrum half looks great when they dominate, but yeah. I think Thomas Williams, Ali Price, uh, Connor Murray, they play in teams that don't always dominate and can yeah. still and and they they've still got a, a bit something different about them. Um, I'm not saying. Ben Young's has got 100, over 100 caps for England. He's not a bad player, but I just, I will pick him. The only person I wrestled with was Gareth Davis, purely because Gatland loves him.
1: He, he'd he be your guy to bring off the bench as well, wouldn't
0: he? Yeah, and he would, I think Gatland and I'm assuming Andy Farrell, as defence coach, I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, They will use him like Wales used him, you know, when he kind of rushed out the line, either yeah. intercepting or putting people off. Yeah. He'll like that. Um, I worked with Cooney. I was, until recently i was i was thinking ben spencer as well i think um
1: i what's the um i quite like the bristol one
0: harry Randall yeah yeah um yeah i don't know about that one i mean i i think he's a class player i'm not sure um He hasn't got enough experience, really, I don't think. He looks class. I mean, I'd love him to play for Wales. Yeah. Um, You know, I think that one player I'm a bit disappointed didn't get more of a run out was Kieran Hardy because I do think he could have had a run. He looked lively um, against uh, England. Might have been a bit too soon for him, maybe. uh, But he looked lively against England. And I suppose that's, you know, we're talking about a guy who had... 50, 60 minutes against England as a, as a consideration because nobody really did step up, did they?
1: No.
0: You thought know, about, there you go, you said Harry Randall, I'm talking John Cooney. Someone made a really good point on a podcast I listened to about picking their Lions squad. And it was really, I think it was a really good point. John Cooney, if Andy Farrell's on that coaching thing, John Cooney's not going. So really, no, actually, saying? I would like him to see that, but you know, I'll change, I will change it tomorrow. Um because and it sounds like Andy Farrell will go and Andy Farrell and, and Gatland uh seem to have like quite a good connection, quite close. So yeah. Right, uh your fly offs, please, Michael.
1: So I've gone uh, Owen Farrell, Dan Bigger and Finn Russell.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've gone the same. And I thought, I, have... I did
1: have sex I did have sex then originally Farrell and Farrell in as a center. But I just think, like Sexton, he's 35, 36. He gets injured a lot. Uh, he's a bit of an arsehole as well. Um, he doesn't. He only plays ten. Like Farrell can play ten and twelve. I think Bigger mm-hmm. can play fullback. Finn Russell can play ten and twelve. Um, or oh, it would not surprise me if all three of these were in the twenty-three man squad. With I'm to my starting thing, but it wouldn't surprise me if they're all in the twenty-three man squad as well. Um in some way not saying all starting but just the way they play and things like that that I'll, and I'll go through when I do my, my start my 23 man squad later but uh yeah I can't not put sex. I did originally have Sexton in but no not for me
0: So I had Sexton in we talked we, we talked about doing this last week didn't we I had Sexton in until he went off injured for Leinster in that Munster that Munster game or the game, whatever game he played, he came on. I think he came on and went off injured. And I had sexed him because I thought he, he did. He, he looked all right before. Sure, to, to, to be honest, towards the end of the Six Nations, I thought they, he always
1: plays
0: well against Scotland. Always. He, he, he looks. He's kick, kicking off the tee was exceptional, yeah. um, which is obviously a big a big thing. And then he got injured, and I thought to myself, "You're all going to have to go to South Africa," and these South Africans are going to target you because they know you've had concussion issues and injury issues. You know, whatever you may think of that, they're going to do it. And I just thought with exactly what you said, with having versatility being the big thing, you got Russell 10-12, I think bigger 10-15. I I think he wouldn't let you down at 12 either.
1: Yeah, uh, probably not. Because
0: he can make his tackles. Yeah. And in fairness to Bigger, I think towards the end of the Six Nations, didn't have the greatest start, but towards the end of the Six Nations, he probably was, my opinion, was probably coming into the form 10 in the Six Nations.
1: He, he he plays, the thing about Bigger now, if it had been Bigger from two, three years ago, I probably would have had Sexton in ahead of Bigger. But the fact that Bigger's now playing a little bit flatter, he's a little bit more attacking. Yeah. and um, Very good under a high ball. You know, he, he's there for me. Farrell, he might have had a shit Six Nations but he's still a quality operator and he does cover 10 and 12 Um, you know he's he's he's, he's going to be in the squad
0: yeah I he's mean my, my thing with Farrell which worried me from the Six Nations is is that with he didn't see my only worry with Farrell and I, I think he'll actually prefer obviously him and Eddie Jones get on because it's the Saracens mafia and he loves them you know he'd never he'd never not have him I think he'll enjoy going to Gatlin because I think it might be a bit of a, a breath of fresh air. My worry with Farrell on the Six Nations is he was obviously given a game plan and at no point did he defer from it. So there was, there was so many times in the games where we've already gone through it, but there was like six on two or five on two and he kicked the ball away. There was times against Wales. He did it against Ireland. He, did it, he lost his head a bit in some of the games. Invariably, he covers two positions He's a class player. I do think he will prefer the the thing to take into consideration. It is funny we've been having a go at Saracens players, but you know at the moment you've got Cameron Dickey, sorry, you've got George, you've got Toji, uh, and you've got Farrell. Um, they're not going to be playing at the highest of standards, but we're still taking them because they're class players, aren't they? So yeah, yeah, right. So we've we've only disagreed on two players so far, actually. I, oh I, yeah, because you put Murray
1: in,
0: didn't you? I end up putting more. I, I put Murray in because I just, I just thought about that podcast I listened to. I do <laughs> believe Farrell will be on that tour. Yeah, but that means that's
1: when, like, you're like, thinking Sexton might go. Then if Farrell's on that
0: tour as so. well, potentially, but then he's got his boy to pick as well. I mean, so right. So I'll go through my centers. Three of them I kind of had nailed down. So Henshaw's one of them.
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: George North, Henry Slade. Oh, shit, I missed him all. Uh, Henry Slade. And... Oh. So, I think we spoke about this before the pod. There's not a lot of great 12s out there at the moment. Um, Cammy Redpath, you know, from his one appearance, looks the business, but it's one appearance, isn't it? Um, and I think if, if Redpath had played throughout the whole tournament and stayed to them standards, it'd be in my team because you are thin on twelves but then that's where Farrell comes into it. Yeah so who so, have you gone so far? So Henshaw, North, Slade.
1: Yeah.
0: And then I'm I'm split this is one of the players I'm split on. I wrote down Harris, but I've also wrote down Ringrose.
1: No Jonathan Davis?
0: No, no Foxy. Not for me. What? Um Foxy no.
1: You would have North at 13 ahead of Jonathan Davis.
0: Yeah, on form, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. One, he's been moved to 12. Uh, Two, at no point, except for the the French game, he looked pretty decent. He looks... Doesn't look fit. Doesn't, I don't know, I think age and injuries, a couple of bad knee injuries have come to pick him. North also covers wing. Um which is big because, same again, I'm looking for versatility. Slade covers 10, 12, 13, 15. Henshaw covers 12, 13. He started off as a fullback. Um, Henshaw also is in form. North, I think, I think before the Six Nations, worried about his defence. He's proven that now he can defend. I don't know what's happened to him. He's found his hunger again anyway. I think being dropped from Wales was the best thing that happened to him. Um, Slade again probably didn't have his best tournament but I don't actually think he got any ball because it was just kicked a lot and then I'm hung between Harris and Ringrose and oh, I like Harris I think he's a Gatland player he's in that Jonathan Davis mould if not covers, cool it, covers wing covers wing as well covers wing he's he's, he's in a, a, a foxy sort of you know, organised his defence. Hasn't quite got Foxy's attack. Um, but Ringrose, before he got injured, very good attacker, very good defender. Um, I don't know if Ringrose covers Winger. I'd imagine he could. He's, he's quick enough. Um, so, well, make a decision, Sean. Make a decision. You've made make a decision
1: before you started the podcast, mate. Sh- should've
0: done. Should have done, mate. But I was... I was it's tough, isn't it? It's tough being a selector. Do you know what? I'm going to... We're a Welsh and Scottish podcast. I'm going Chris Harris, mate. I'm gonna support I'm Gonna support you. I'm going to support you. Right, <laughs> go on. Man. What's your for? <laughs> I think you've got John job there for Davis, haven't you? I,
1: I did have. I've just kicked him out because I forgot <laughs> <to> Henry Slade.
0: <laughs> go on. Uh,
1: so I've gone Henshaw, Harris, yeah. Slade, and this is my left field one. Hugh Jones. No chance but so, it's your choice, it's your selection. I'll give you my reason. Yeah. Um, I, I think he's like the perfect number 23 because he covers inside centre, outside centre, wing and fullback. As much as you might say he's not a great 12, whatever he's not, but he's played there a few, more than a few times. He's played in South Africa before, so he's played against all these players, played in all the pitches, played at altitude and done all that kind of stuff. and um, He's just been, he has been this season, he's been quality. Although he's not got in ahead of like someone at like Harris outside centre because of the defensive thing and stuff like that, he's still been quality. He's performed, he's been Glasgow's best player this season. Um, whenever he's played for Scotland, he's done really, really well. Um, it's more of a Townsend would rather be get the defensive bit sorted first, so he goes to Harris. I think like for me Hugh Jones is the perfect number 23. I'm not saying he's in that team to start the test matches and things like that, but if you want versatility there's probably no one more versatile than him at the moment, um other than Scott Steele who obviously plays wing and flanker as well. But uh <laughs> but uh no um so that's why I've got Hugh Jones. It's a it's a versatility thing. It's the fact that he's played in South Africa as well. And uh, if it wasn't if it wasn't Jones, it would be uh Jonathan Davis, but I just I I, fancy, I just fancy there's gotta be a, there's gotta be something left field in there, and I, I wouldn't mind it if it was uh, Hugh Jones. Like or... no, no, North at all and... No, I've, I've got I've got North, just not ah, right. like he's like a wing comes centre. So right. putting him in, the, in the so I've got North.
0: Oh yeah, I've, I've yeah I think George North changed my opinion on him. Complete change on me, right? Yeah, right, um, well, Yeah, I can see it. Be fair, there though. I love Hugh Jones.
1: Do Do I think he'll get picked? No. But, no,
0: I, obviously, because it's your selection that—that's fair enough. I just but, I, my thing with Hugh Jones is just no chance. If you—if you're not, he's only literally just got back the trust of town. Now with Townsend, in fairness, to town that Townsend actually ends up being one of the coaches. Does he have a chance? Uh, maybe
1: depends. It depends what they're after, doesn't it? If it, you yeah. know, if they're in a team meeting, they're going, "Oh, what I could do with." It's just someone that that's got a bit of bit of bit of flair, bit of wow, but can cover right. a few positions. And then you're like, well, that's probably Hugh Jones.
0: Right. So uh, I'll counter-rank that with when I said about you know Murray's a bit slow and he does this, he does that. So that's the same thing with Hugh Jones. I don't think Gatland's Gatland. I think can pick a load more X factor players that you don't need a Hugh Jones. My opinion. My opinion.
1: Possibly, but not that cover the same lot of positions.
0: Right. Yeah, but you're talking, yeah, I suppose, yeah, but I mean, playing a few few minutes here or there, I suppose you could say about Navidi at eight, so I'm obviously counteracting myself there a little bit, but...
1: That's hard, isn't it, mate? This is, I've I found this really hard to pick. You know,
0: it, yeah, because it's like, you know, saying he can cover wing, yeah, he probably mate. could cover wing if you had to. I've, um, I've
1: not even put Matt Scott in there, do you know
0: what I mean? mean? It must have been hard for you, mate. must have been hard. Uh, go on, <laughs> on, give us your wingers.
1: So I've I've just done the back three, so I've gone with all six. All right,
0: done. Go on and do all six then. Two so easy.
1: Dohan, uh, Lewis Ree summit uh, North, Watson, Hogg, and Liam Williams. I think you'll be the same.
0: No. Because I had north of my centres. Ah, Roger, yeah, okay. So I've got Hogg and Williams, I think they were the, those are my two easiest decisions. Him, yeah. those two, those two in Falatau, Furlong, uh, were probably the easiest decisions I made, um, guaranteed. Um, then obviously got Doohan and Louis Sammet because well, listen, two top, high scorers in the tournament. Anthony Watson goes, he covers fullback as well. And then my other one is Josh Adams.
1: Oh, shit. I forgot Josh Adams.
0: Pure try scorer. Uh, yeah, so jo- Josh Adams, I think, three games, three tries. Anthony Watson, I think, class player, just in general. You know, I, I just, think there's, there's a like, lot. Josh, of...
1: Josh Adams would be in my team. I just <laughs> that. It
0: means, is funny, isn't it? it is funny.
1: Which means Hugh Jones is gone now, which is disappointing. <laughs> oh, should I just get rid of Slade? That um, the North's gone back in the centres. <laughs> Hugh Jones has gone. Oh, Josh is Adams is in because I would have Josh Adams in there. Um,
0: I think you, if you talk just just four wingers, all lethal, all score tries, all a bit different. Um,
1: yeah, I'm not having this as well. Like one like people say about Doan defensively. I mean, awful.
0: if
1: you go out of all them. Ooh, who, who out of do Dohan, Lewis, Reece, I'm at watts Watson, Adams. Who's that good defensively, really? Adams.
0: Adams is really good well, defensively. He was,
1: he, was, he, was, he was class in November when he defended. Uh, listen, yeah, we well-
0: he had a bit of, he had a bit of, a, a bit of a blip, mate. But so, yeah. none of them, none of
1: none, none of them are great defensive, right. defensively. Right, I would say Adams is probably the is the best out of the four defensively. Yeah, so, wingers invariably are sweeping across. And all it takes is a step and, and the winger's gone. It, you know, it's it's, it's really, hard. really, really hard. To, uh, it's usually it is. one it's,
0: it's really, really hard the winger to be good
1: defensively. People say that Johnny May's good defensively, but then he got done by Keith Earls. The best defensive winger is Keith Earls. But, uh, Probably. But, but, in squad. but no. wingers, like, invariably, they, they do struggle because... Well, we'll discuss they, this when, we, play,
0: when we, we talk about our thing. We talk about our starting 15s. But I mean, yeah. I mean, they get, they get, they all go. They all, they all try scorers all class. Yeah. There's, there's a bit of me that thinks Louis Samet might not go, uh, and I think Johnny May might potentially get picked for him. not on form, but I don't know. Something about maybe Catlin doesn't take him. Um, so yeah, that's our team. So we disagreed on.
1: Five, you, no. you
0: put Adams in now, have not you?
1: Yeah.
0: All right. Um, so we both had um, so one... Safe centers. So it
1: was um, Healy
0: you had Healy I had Mako yeah I had E um, D, you had Tips yeah I that had it, I North no but you pit North, I put North not bad in there now. Yeah. not bad so my team consists of who have I changed no it doesn't make no difference so 11 Welsh 9 Scots 9 English 7 Irish
1: I don't know what mine is now because I changed one or two. I think yeah. Six Irish, ten but English.
0: You've got nine Scots because you said you had ten Scots before.
1: Yeah, I took up the yeah. so ten, we'll English, to 11, ten English, eleven Welsh. Yeah. yeah. Nine Scots. Yeah, that's a decent spread.
0: Decent teams. I'd be surprised if they picked that team.
1: I don't think I'll be far off. I think I'll no. be like
0: no, I 30 think...
1: of them. 30 of them will be
0: there. I think we're all... Uh... Who's, who's your captain? Sorry, who's Who's your captain?
1: Tour captain it would be Alan Win Jones.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Not test right. captain. Oh, oh, right, okay. So let's do our test teams. First team, first test. Sorry. Go with your pack. Full, full, full eight. Yeah. Yeah, full eight.
1: Mm. So I've gone Sutherland, Cowan, Dickey, Furlong, Henderson, Atoji, Curry, Watson, and
0: Falatow. Okay. Interesting. So we've got three differences. Um, I've gone Sutherland as well. I've gone Ken Owens and Furlong. I've got Alumin Jones, Captain. Atoji, I've gone Tyburn, Watson, and Falatow. And so,
1: I'm, I'm a Henderson, I've gone captain.
0: Interesting.
1: The second Lions tour as well, isn't it?
0: Before yeah, him. interesting. Interesting. Oh, Mahoney was, the first, was captain in the first test in New Zealand. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I was very, like, 50-50 with Sutherland and Wyn Jones. I like think Wyn Jones has probably had a better Six Nations, but I've probably gone a little bit more, well, how have they gone for the last year, 18 months, in which case I've just edged Sutherland. Um, on that one, I've kind of done it more that way. Um, I've tried to not just base everything on the Six Nations. I've tried to go a little bit further back. Um, but yeah, and for me, Cowan Dickey, I've got him. You know, he's a European Cup winner. He's a uh, obviously Premiership winner. Obviously, if Leinster win this game today, uh, this weekend against effectively Leinster. you're probably going quite far in Europe, probably go quite far in the Premiership again this season, whereas Jamie George isn't going to be anywhere near it. Ken Owens is going to be in the Rainbow Cup. Is he going to play every week? I don't know how serious Scarlets and not just Scarlett, the Welsh team, the Scots team, is going to take it. Um, whereas, like, Calum Dickey's going to be playing, like, pretty much, like, every week. Like, not quite test matches, but not far off. So I just think he'll be, like, the the most battle hardened, if that's the best way of saying it, and then Tag Furlong. Just, I don't even think, I don't even think he's got competition for no. his spot because he's that good. That's that's my reasoning with the front three. Anyway, Henderson, I just think he was epic in the Six Nations last few games. Atoji, he'll start. He's class. He just needs to stop his penalties. Curry, I think he's probably with England shining light for them in the Six Nations. I, I don't think he's going to be the new. Um,
0: Richie McCall. Richie
1: McCall, the people are saying, and I think he probably doesn't think he is either. But if people say it, they say, Hamish Watson, and fa- like for me, Fallot- I think Hamish Watson and Fallot Tower, like deserve to be starting even like now. I know it's a long way away. but no. uh, yeah.
0: So, I, I mean, talking about starting pack, for, like we just said, Furlong and fall Tower we're always going to start. Sutherland, I've gone with Sutherland because I think, you know, it's South Africa, Scummaging's is a big deal for South Africa. I've gone Ken Owens because I've gone on form. I've also gone, I think you're gonna need that little bit of experience, a bit of an old ad. Um I also think Cowan Dickey, which is harsh because I do think he should start for England, but I think Cowan Dickey had just a bit of spark off the bench as well, with his carrying and his enthusiasm, tag furlong to given Alan Jones, because I think well, I'm a bit biased, but I think he's been class. I do think you need I do think you need uh, a good captain. Um yeah, a toj, like like you, listen, he's class. As long as he can stay on the, the good side of the referees, he's top class player. Where I've gone different for you, so I picked Hamish Watson, I think he deserves it, he's player of the Six Nations, volatile, best number eight in the Six Nations. Um I've gone for Tide Burn over Curry. Hard, you know, because if if we're if, being honest, you know, Curry probably deserves to start. The reason I've gone, I'm thinking more playing South Africa. I think without if you had Curry and Watson, you're taking away a line out option. But
1: it's volatile not a line out option? Then? Yeah,
0: but I think you need more than three against against um against South Africa. You think you know you can have lifters and stuff like that, right? So I've just gone for him and I think Tyburn. He's been good on the floor as well. It just, I just went for another line-out option, class, really.
1: Class by him, mate. Yeah, He's yeah. a class. No, uh, I've,
0: I've just gone for another a line out option. If you think, you know, South Africa are gonna, well, if you problem with South Africa, we actually don't really know what they're gonna be like. But if you go on what we saw in the last World Cup, we're gonna have a six-two split on the bench. You're gonna have a lot of big forwards. I've actually got, you well, know, probably going too far. I've actually got Curry on my bench because I think maybe cracking coming on uh, later on so I'll start with my backs then because you won't be forwards. forwards yep. so we disagreed on three there there's no shock I mean I don't think there's any right or wrong answer to any of this um, not yet because if, if you're picking it you're picking it um, so I've gone I, I, you'll laugh at me because it probably sounds like bad so I've gone Thomas Williams I'm not sure about that now um, yeah. <laughs> with, with, with 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 a Gatland dead on, I'm not sure about that, but I do have a bit of a man crush on him. Um, yeah, Murray could easily split in there, but anyway, so I've got, I'll just go. Thomas Williams, I've gone Dan bigger at ten. Um, I've gone Watson and Adams on the wing, Henshaw and North, and Hoggett Hoggett fullback, which is same again. It's a bit of a no brainer for me. Who are your wingers? Watson and Adams.
1: Henshaw, hmm. and sure North Watson I'm just write them down so you can see right so with me then I've gone Connor Murray Yeah. nine yeah. Dan Bigger at ten
0: oof
1: alright now this is what I was saying and then I I personally think Finn Russell should start ten because I think he's been the best ten in the home nation for the last two years not just six, like not just off the six nations, but I think Bigger, because I think Russell can offer that spark off the bench. They want game management. I... So I've gone bigger at 10. I've gone Farrell at 12. I've gone Henshaw 13. I've gone Reece Sammet and Duhan on the wings. And I've gone Hog at full
0: Interesting. What's your, what's your bench for, before, I, before we talk My so about...
1: bench, so I've got Mako uh, and Sinclair as my props. I've got Owens slash George. So I'm not sure who's, who would make more impact off the bench out Owens and George. Um, so I I'd probably I'll I'd probably say Owens because he's been better. Uh, Tag Burn uh, and Sam Simmons. So Burn, I've gone on the on there just obviously covers yeah a bit of the back row and, and uh, second row. Mm-hmm. Sam Simmons because I just think uh, with 20 to go, I think with his speed, power, his impact could be really good. Thomas Williams, uh, Finn Russell. And I've got to change it because I've got rid of Hugh Jones. And I would probably go Russell and uh, Watson, I think. Watson or Adams, probably Watson. covers a bit more, I okay. think. Um, yeah, so Maco, Owen, Maco, Sinclair, Owens, Byrne, Simmons, Williams, Russell and Watson.
0: Yeah, so I, I've gone Win jones Cowan-Dickey, Sinclair, James, Ryan, because I've got Byrne playing. Uh, Curry... But I can see what you're saying about Sam Simmons now, to be fair. Um, I've got Murray on the bench. Russell and Duhan, who's my X factor on the bench, I'd say. Russell and Duhan are my X factor.
1: Yeah, so like, I mean the reason I want Russell, like I said, this is of, of having bigger Farrell and Russell, like all on on the in the twenty three, like your 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 three tens. You know, if things are going not going great, you know, and you need some attacking spot. You got Finn Russell to bring in, you can take bigger off. You know, something happens to Hogg, Bigger can go fullback. back, Russell goes into ten. Something happens to Farrell, Russell can go in at twelve. You know, something happens to Henshaw, Russell could probably go twelve and Farrell could probably go thirteen. There's I just think there's options, uh, with the three of them in there. Um, you know, you could see you see Farrell at ten and, and Russell coming in at twelve and do there's all sorts that you could do with that. Um yeah, so that that's that's my twenty three. I said I've gone Henderson captain, I'd be Henderson or Hogg captain, um, I think. Um I think Hogg did really well. I think he proved a few doubters wrong in the Six Nations about how how well he'd be able to captain from fullback. Um uh, but I'd say Henderson's I think he's a really, really classy guy. I'm not a fan of a lot of the Irish players of it, there's a lot of arrogance. But I always think Henderson comes across as one of them guys that's uh, that's not, not full of himself and uh, and he looks like a good leader. Done a Lions tour already, uh, and he was classing the
0: Six Nations towards the end of it. So uh, the thing about captaining South Africa as well is you do the coin toss. The reason Martin Johnson he never captain England before he captained the Lions, and the reason they one of the reasons one of the reasons they picked him is the coin uh, the, the toss. The coin toss is done in their change room, so he, want, yeah, he wanted an imposing figure through the door. Uh, you know, yeah. hence Ian Henderson. I just don't. I don't think Gatlin will pick Hogg as his captain. I think he he will be in a definitely be in a leadership group, which he will definitely have. I can see Hogg captaining um, a midweek team. Not, I know he won't be a midweek player, but do you know what I mean. I think he'll end up captaining a game.
1: Yeah, but, he's but, back back
0: but I just don't think. Yeah, personally, I don't think Gatland will go down that route. Uh, like, yeah, so. I have mixed mine, so obviously I don't really have. I've got X Factor and Russell and Doohan, and I think I've got Murray on the bench to kind of also bring Russell down. Not bring Russell down, but maybe a controlling nine next to Russell um, would be good. I have gone Tom. I do have a. I do have a a bit of a crush on Thomas. I do think if he can get past his injury problems, Thomas Williams is is such a good scrum half. Um and then I'm mixing with Bigger I've said it before I thought towards the end no 10 was great but I thought towards the end Dan Bigger was the best 10 all round 10 I'd say one One of the other factors is Dan Bigger kicks his goals which I know I think I think also having Farrell at 12 will obviously alleviate that from Russell Um, you know so Finn does come on and Farrell's still on the pitch Finn doesn't have to kick does he yeah, Because, you uh, you know, if you've got a kick in the 79th minute to win it, yeah, a fairly, you know, not an easy one. If you're picking over Bigger, Farrell and Russell. You're not picking Russell. So, um, the other thing... I'd
1: probably, pick bigger. I'd probably pick
0: Bigger at the moment out of the three of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, to be fair, it's funny that we both pick Bigger at, at Test 10 because middle of the Six Nations, man, I didn't even want him anywhere near the Welsh team.
1: So... If I was picking the team just me, I would pick Finn Russell to start at ten. Yeah. I'm trying to put a bit of the Gatlin head on it as
0: well. Yeah, I just think all round, all round. I think um, South Africa a really kick a lot, aren't they? Uh, Faf is very good at kicking the ball. Andre Pollard is Willie Larue. Bear in mind if all these players play, I've been damn bigger on the pitch as well. Adds another player who's world class in the air, isn't he? For a number yeah. ten he's yeah. unbelievable and then I've gone for Watson and Adams over Reece Samet and Duan. because I think all round at the moment they are better wingers all round all round better wingers I think they're better in the air defensively they're better um, plus they're just I mean they're just try scorers and they've got a bit more experience than Duane, and Lurie Samet Dewan and Samet have got a lot to work on in defence a lot to work on Duan had another mare at the weekend with his positioning where he got. He was completely out of position. These are things they're all going to work on. Louis Sammet has got loads to work on in, in defence. The thing that gets Louis Sammet out of problems in defence is he's rapid. <laughs> so when he's out of position, sometimes he gets back quick because of, of his pace. But I think teams will teams will get onto that with Duan. I think it's the same. I think France exposed him under the high ball. Um, I think his positioning is is poor sometimes. I don't think he trusts, which is weird. He doesn't trust his, his centre, which is usually um, Chris Harris. But you take them because at the same time, take away the, the defensive deficiencies attack-wise, pure X-factor from the pair of them. Two yeah. different wingers and the brilliant. That's why I've got Duan on the bench. I, you know, Duan, if you've got them solid wingers... You know, who you you've got to remember, I think Adams and Watson, especially Adams, Adams does a lot of, you know, I am pro Adams, but he does a lot of hard work as well. He does a lot of carrying, and I don't know. I just, me personally, because of kicking games and things like that, I've just gone for two solid wingers. When I say solid wingers, you know, Josh Adams was the top try scorer at the World Cup. Um, Andy Watson's, you know, all four wingers are pure. You know, I can't say if you picked. Lurie, Savit and Dewan or someone else did. I can't go, Jesus, I wouldn't do that. Oh, I'm so upset. It's not about that, I think. But it, if you look at the way Dewan play. if you bring him on with 20 minutes to go, 20 minutes to go, Dewan and go, get your hands on the ball, son. With a Finn, you know, with a, you know, a Curry or a Simmons, or a, you know, I just, it's so strong, the squad. It's so hard to pick. You know, it's easy to pick and you know, it's hard to pick as well. So those are my reasonings. I've gone for Henshaw and North. Um can't argue with Farrell. Uh, I think Gatlin likes a, a a twelve who can play. Uh, he's never always had it with Wales, but when he did, he always picked Gavin Henson. Yeah. Um, he's just never had that play. He got Jamie Robertson fell in love with him as well. So um I could quite easily I can yeah, I can see you know Farrell being in there and Henshaw moving over. I got Norton, just because I think, you know, he's a big ball carrier and he's played well. Will he start at thirteen for the Lions? You know, I'd be more, I'd, I'd be less shocked if he started on the wing. Yeah,
1: I think you'll get you get found out defensively against. Uh,
0: um, um, against well, we'll see, we'll see. I mean, that, that's that's the thing to to go to go on. I mean, he didn't get found out defensively in the Six Nations, but yeah. You know, it's the same thing.
1: I've not, not actually checked to see what, like, his missed tackle stats are like, so I couldn't...
0: I don't think they were bad. I, I, it, it's also, like, it's also... It, defence isn't just about tackles. Sometimes it's just, like, you know, shooting out the line. Um, yeah, no, I, I get that. Yeah,
1: that's where Chris, Chris Harris has, hasn't got, like, the best numbers, but then if you look why, it's because he comes out the line and...
0: It's it's, it's also sometimes eye testers. That's what I'm saying about Duan. It's not necessarily... There's things, there's things that I don't like about Duan's defence that are easily fixable. And so and maybe maybe his, his thing going back to Edinburgh is they play a different defensive shape to, to Scotland. Yeah. And vice versa. Maybe I'm not seeing it. Maybe they leave Doan with a lot to do, in fairness. If you actually look at Scotland's defence, they do leave their wingers with a lot to do because it's quite cramped in the middle. So, you know, my criticisms of Duan or Lurie summer or anything, like that, it's not because I think they're bad players. Right? I mean, it's just that... Overall, if you're looking to play a test against South Africa, I'm trying to think of yeah, you need you need tri scorers. Obviously, you need tries to, score to win games and stuff, but you also need the other nuts bolts. And I just think Watson and Adams are a little bit ahead of that. You know, you've got to think Louis Reese and Duane, I think they've only played nine nine games now, maybe. Potentially. Yeah, yeah. You know, so that's it's a lot of inexperience, and they haven't played against um, you know, they haven't played in
1: South Africa. I, don't, I don't want to
0: say I don't want to say big games, but they haven't played against these teams, have they either? You know, with a Josh Adams and a Watson or, or a North on the wing, you know that's that's not ruled that out. Or a North on the wing have played these teams, haven't they? So I don't think this as like you say, I don't don't think there's any bad selections. I think this is one of the strongest Lions teams that we'll ever that we'll ever uh, that we'll they'll ever get really. And I think
1: Shall
0: we do the. Oh, go on, I, know, I know I just think and I think you know. Although they haven't played for two years. you playing this this has got to be the best series in a long time. I know they had they had New Zealand and stuff, but you've got the probably the best Lions team they're gonna have just selection wise against world champions. Just gonna be classy. We've got to play Japan first with they're all bladded. Um but yeah. Go ahead. So I was gonna say,
1: should we do the the uh, listeners? The listeners yeah, I could only do four players for each position. So, obviously, like Sam Simmons and that didn't even get, get a mention, unfortunately. But So, the fans have gone for starting loose head. They've gone Win Jones.
0: Uh, yeah, I was uh, I was surprised by it, but yeah.
1: He had over half the votes. Uh, then starting tight head, uh, tag furlong, seventy-five, the uh, nearly 75% of the votes. Uh, Hooker, this is quite close. Uh, it was Ken Owens, though. Uh, Cowan Dickey second and one of the Scottish ones third because I put all three <laughs> on there. Uh, second row, Atoji he won that with over half the votes alongside Alan Wynne Jones, who won his lot with 62 percent. So, a couple yeah, of them yeah. two. Yeah. Uh, Blindside, Tom Curry smashed it over half the votes. Uh, open sides, number seven, Hamish Watson over 75 percent of the votes. So well, a bit, uh, bit,
0: of uh, a che- bit of a cheat, the Curry one though, isn't it? Because he was seven for England. Yeah, uh, no, I know. Listen, I'm not arguing but I'm just saying it's a bit of a cheat, isn't it?
1: Yeah, but you you really up, I, I
0: would, yeah, but I'd love to see Watson and Curry up in in percentage. I still think it'd be Watson because, listen, we're a yeah. Welsh and Scottish podcast, so yeah, uh, Watson, yeah, you got to
1: have said him, you got to have yeah. yeah. uh, Lions start at number eight, um, 94% to Falata <laughs> <90% are>, uh, <laughs> whoever,
0: whoever voted for a stander
1: ridiculous. Uh, well, this, I was trying to get like one from each nation in for most of them as best I could, so yep. Lions start Scrum Uh Connor Murray over half the votes um, had a price in Williams, uh, Youngs didn't get any votes, but we are a Scottish and Welsh podcast so. <laughs> but you know, Irishman winning it, so fair one uh, fly off, uh, I've got Russell Farrell, Sexton, Bigger uh, Russell got over half the votes, Bigger second with a quarter of the votes uh, left wing, starting left wing, Doohan, uh seventy-one percent ahead of Adams, who got twenty-three percent. And on the right wing, I didn't know if I got them the right way around. I didn't know if Rhys Sammut was left wing or right wing. I can't remember right, but he's on the right anyway. He was up paired against uh, Watson, Maitland, and Stockdale, and he got over fifty percent of the votes. Centers, inside center, uh, Robbie Henshaw over 60% of the votes ahead of Farrell and Redpath Manu didn't get a vote we've not even put Manu in our team
0: No, I don't think you can at the moment
1: and then I've got outside centre so I had Harris, Ringro, Slade but then I had Davison, North as a. I couldn't split them because I didn't know who would be but Davison, North won so one of them two would be uh, the outside centre and then fullback the only one that was 100% of the votes Stuart Hogg yeah so yeah, it's not too far off. Uh, Some of the, t- the teams we were picking, you know, most of the personnel are pretty similar. Imagine
0: having them two players to pick from. I completely agree with Hogg. I picked Hogg as well. Imagine having to pick between Liam Williams and Hogg.
1: I think the difference is, is that Hog comes across as a pretty sound guy and a nice broker. As Liam Williams comes across as an absolute tit.
0: Yeah. So still class. players. <laughs> I tell you what, though, I tell you nothing. Something that we haven't even said in our teams. With Liam Williams on the wing. Yeah, I
1: think
0: Defens- he's about it. defensively sound, great under high ball, great attacking. I do, we've both said, I think he's better at fullback. I think in that team, if you played him, I think him and Hogg would swap. Yeah, I
1: think he's a quality winger, but I think so. I think he's a world class fullback. I think I said before, world class yeah. fullback, very, very good winger.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they, him and Hog could, I think Gatlin might go that route because him and Hogg could swap. If they, going to drop
1: bomb, if they were gonna drop bombs, if they were gonna drop bombs on them all day, then I'll just put Hogg Williams and either yeah Adams, go Adams or uh, or uh, Watson, what's right? it? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, cool. interesting. So uh, we, we agreed on a lot more, which means great minds think alike.
1: Or well, we both, or oh, we both know absolutely nothing about rugby. No,
0: nah, not a chance, mate. Because Brian Lot wanted us to, to announce uh, who won the match point, and I'm just gonna it uh, again. Okay. I won, I won fantasy rugby, Six aces fantasy rugby, by 0.6 of a point, which means I'm unbelievably better than second place. <laughs> and um, lo and behold, our own Michael Adamson won match paint.
1: So I won it because Wag. So Mike Wag was there second. Uh, he was winning, and he put France to beat Scotland. Yeah, today. yeah. So uh, Scotland uh, beat France, so I got the win. So buzzing. Uh, so I've uh, got a, I've got a dragon Fistle mug now.
0: So uh, I'll be honest. That just I think that makes it out that we can we know our shit a bit, mate. Uh,
1: you've got a dragon the mug already, haven't you? I have, I have. Don't, don't, even, w- drink, don't even
0: drink brews, do you? Never nah,
1: been used. I'll just,
0: I just that's what I need to start drinking my whiskey from, it. Yeah,
1: fair
0: yeah. one. Oh, uh, right, cool. So those are that's our line selection. Let us know what you think about it. To be fair, I'm sure there'd be some people would be upset, some people would be happy, some people would. So I mean, Mike even forgot about Josh Adams. Um, I like <laughs> okay. forgot about
1: yeah. Manu Tuilangi as well. Really, yeah.
0: To be fair, I don't think if he's fit and he was playing some rugby, he goes. Because I think he's right he's up Gatland Street.
1: May,
0: yeah, I just think. But he's picking the team in May the sixth.
1: Yeah.
0: So I, I mean, if he if he's there, he if he's there, he goes because I think he's right up Gatland Street as well. He's a good player, isn't he? Yeah. Um, so, There's
1: no one else like him in the in the home nations either.
0: No, because he's like because he's his <laughs> genetics in it, really. Yeah. Um I think if you look at Gatlin's picks in the past, you know, I know he picked he end up picking Sexton and Farrell ten twelve. Um, you know, but you know he's had Jamie Roberts, he's had Foxy, sort of strong carriers, hasn't he? I think that's right, he'd be right down the street, so right, yeah, so that's it. It's the pod, done. Like I say, get in touch with us um, about our picks, if there's anyone you think. I'd like to hear from people, bolters that we haven't even talked about. So someone was talking about, you know, people who might have come into it. Someone said Sheedy is a bolter. Um, Just something I was listening to. So any other bolters that you can think of? I mean, we haven't even spoken about the players that we picked. You know, we, we were talking about Hutchinson. We were talking about Tompkins. James Lowe these yeah. these players are nowhere near <laughs> nowhere near um, uh, going now are they um, I'm sure there was a couple of others Jordan Lama um, yeah. he was I think
1: Keenan's yeah. a good outside back
0: yeah. Hugo Keenan I think it the difference is you're missing uh, what five players aren't you from the last tour yeah. so there was always going to be them sort of players you missed out uh, Jordan Lama more so because I don't think he's played that much if I was going to pick if I was going to pick a back three player from Ireland it'd probably be Hugo Keenan yeah Lama's been playing on
1: the wing when he's been playing
0: yeah. or, or Earl's I mean I wouldn't pick Earl's because but he's class there wasn't he, for a few games there <laughs> like still a good player yeah. isn't he yeah. yeah Okay. and
1: he covers centre as well
0: does and fullback
1: yeah
0: right okay so yeah if you want to get in touch with us find us on Twitter at DTRugbyPod and then you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at this a Rugby Um, I think next week we're talking about Bryce our, our number one fan wants us to do a Legends episode so I think we'll we'll probably look at doing that and then I think because there's no rugby for the next couple of weeks for the Welsh and Scottish teams I think it might be time to talk about who we'd pick on our summer tours uh, rumours are that they're you know potentially going to be going on but here um. I know Wales were going to play Argentina and Uruguay. I believe Scotland were going to play England, weren't they?
1: Yeah. And, right, yeah. And, and, England day Saxons kind of game. Yeah, and they were,
0: I think they were going to tour America or something, weren't they? Or is England going to tour America? But well, I think it's. Yeah, but I think it'd be nice to pick because obviously, you know, we can take out quite a few. Well, we can take out eleven Welsh, nine Scots, and I think there's a few that might also get rested as well.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, just trying to think what legend to talk about. So I could probably so, jo- Brendan Maney, James McLaren.
0: <laughs> Joe, I was thinking about for you. I've actually thought about yours as well. Go on, Chris Patterson. Oh yeah, it's a good
1: shout. Yeah,
0: because I don't think he gets. I don't think he gets as much love as he deserves. I think the guy I'd talk about. I was going to talk about Gavin Ensign, and I thought you know he's won two Grand Slams. Is he a legend? I tweeted about him the other, uh, a couple of weeks Ryan ago. Jones. Ryan Jones. Guys won mm. four, I think he's got three Grand Slams and a tournament. <laughs> captain, I think he's got the record amount of, of uh, caps captain in Wales as well. So I think I might go Ryan Jones. As well as, I remember him when he absolutely destroyed Scotland at Murrayfield as well. So mm. um, yeah, so we'll do that. And then I think the week after, we'll do. Our summer tour and that summer tour I've been thinking about I decided in work the other day I didn't have anything to say I decided to do a depth chart for, for Wales every position do a depth chart from sort of best player down to sort of middle squad player down to hot prospect sort of thing yeah
1: oh, cool
0: so we'll do something like that alright so, so thank you very much okay. for listening we'll be here next week boy boy see you later We'll